I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. he calls like from the dragonfly and she's like oh thought you were my mom but she doesn't speak in a resonance basso profundo and he's like what and she's like never mind so for the rest of you who don't get that welcome back to an omnipratus i'm one of your co-hosts jay and i'm angela and today sitting in with us we also have a special guest hi i'm brian (laughs) or were you guys gonna introduce me I mean, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're going with it. So today, live, not for you guys, obviously, but for us, we are 24 hours post the Outside Lands Festival 2021. <laughs> Three uh, days. Uh, <laughs> it ended only 12 hours ago. Not even? It's 3.07 p.m. and it ended at 9.35 p.m. So 15 hours. Sure. 15, 14 hours? 14 I'll go with it. Yeah. We, we are some space of time past the last artist that we saw. <laughs> <laughs> but like we, we can tell who the humanities major was. The group. <laughs> Guilty. So 50 million steps. Not nearly enough calories. And a handle later. Here we are. We survived. Two vitamin waters for me. A thing of Pedialyte for Brian. Sober Angela. I, I was doing pretty well. Not, well, no. Sober two days, Angela. Saturday, Saturday was a little hard. To stay sober? Or to not, or to, to not be sober? Uh, more like the recovery period. Because I drank a lot in the morning, and then by that evening, I had a really bad headache. So I was chugging water. Oh no. Let's see how well our aging memories work. Friday. Day, day one. one. Jinx. I've got Coke right here if you want some. Coca-Cola? <laughs> Let's just make that clear. Coca-Cola. Yes, Coca-Cola. <laughs> we have no judgment for those who like to partake recreationally, but I do know, I think I learned cocaine is an upper, as it would be called. Yes, yes. <laughs> Brian is vigorously nodding yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, if I say low energy, like, people might assume we're talking about a festival. <laughs> I did actually learn, because I had to go into work this morning, uh, some of my coworkers were sitting on a blanket at the main stage on day one, and a girl literally dove onto them. They thought it was me, because she was small, wearing a white shirt with dark hair, and then, like, once, once she started talking, they figured out she wasn't, because she was offering them a bump of coke. Like, she was like, you guys seem really tired here. Do you want a bump? Do you want a bump? Is a bump a quantity? I don't know. They just kept saying bump. Okay, because you put your finger out. So I'm like, are, are you? Are we measuring? I have not encountered this in real life. <laughs> I only know this from books, but I've heard it referenced many a time in a Stephen King novel. But they said she had a Coke nail. Like, um, the people in front of us at, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Arizona, who were wearing all white. Yes, like Midsommar. Yeah, they were, all, they were all doing Coke. They were doing little bumps. Oh. That explains actually, a lot. I have a photo. Of, I actually accidentally took it. I was trying to take a picture of the stage, and I accidentally <laughs> got a photo of the guy. Oh, I love that. Okay. Guy. Got it. We will I, not be posting this photo on the podcast. He's literally, like, his nose is like... <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my. <laughs> He's literally going down okay, like Okay, so the three stages at this concert are Twin Peaks, Land's End, and Sutro, like, Sutro Baths, which are three, I don't want to say iconic, but three 
well-known landmarks in the city of San Francisco, which this concert is held. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. so when we so say... When we, when we talk about Land's End, we mean the main stage. That's the really big one that is in the gigantic polo fields that a lot of people will tag on Instagram. The Twin Peaks stage set a little farther away, but also gave us the best views of the weekend. And mm -hmm. then Sutro is a very underrated stage that has good artists, but not good placement. So not a lot of people visit there generally. It's very interesting. It's down in like a pit. So if you're not close, you really actually can't even hear the music going on there. Mm -hmm. They don't have many speakers. The sound doesn't really, really like reverb back. Mm -hmm. It just, well. it, it stays within that like little small area. Mm -hmm. Part of the construction, this episode needs to be recorded. We want to do it today so we don't have to worry about it. It's <laughs> all a recovery episode. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> day one. So we're actually Friday. We, we ended up there at the same time, which was pretty good timing for us. Yes, Angela had to go do some work things. So she met up with me, Brian, and two of our other friends. Once getting into the festival, oh, for this festival, you did need some proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Brian and I were fortunate that we got our boosters in time, but everyone else was well in their six month window and took the precautions accordingly because the city of San Francisco does have very strong mandates as all cities should. Okay, so we got in on Friday and we saw- Glass animals. But did we start there? Glass Animals was at six. It was at five. We, but we got there at like two. We didn't start at one. We took pictures. We saw some people beforehand. Oh, that like Kravinoff. Kravinoff. Oh yeah, Kravinoff. yeah. Um, yeah, it started with a K. I remember now. He was, they were, from right Texas. they were from Houston. Houston, yeah, but they were right before Glass Animals. So we didn't see anyone until five-ish before that. We, we were bouncing around a lot. Yeah, we did the photos and then the line for the restrooms was really long was that after okay so there's this big we've referenced it before the big ranger dave statue which is where you kind of i try to congregate everyone to do our big group photo so that if anyone does choose to run away but listening if you know who you are they choose to run away we at least get the photos first who one, two-ish. Two, we all three. got in a little bit after two, and then we bounced around between some stages. You guys went back to the main stage at one point, and then I went for ice cream tacos. And then I remember we all met up back at Twin Peaks because that's where we made the spin art, and Jay stole my record. That was day two. That was day two. <laughs> <laughs> Karma. Wait, seriously? No, 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 no. no. The you're, records you're, were day two because we made your second one day three. But you're talking. Oh, you're ta right. Tacos were day one. Tacos were day one. Okay, I'm going through my photos right now because I'm sure we saw someone before then. I just don't know where. Oh, no. Oh, we you guys had food. We didn't get food. We partook in something legal in the state of California. Oh, grasslands. 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 There we go. That's why I wasn't with you guys. Yeah. Yes, that's when you were getting your taco. Worth it? S'mores taco was. Not necessarily sure about the ice cream taco, but s'mores was great. Wait, so we just walked over to the Twin Peaks stage to walk over there? Yes. Oh. Yeah, because you guys went to Grasslands, and then I went for food, and then I met up back with you guys at the main stage again, and that's when we saw Krivniana, Krabinaw, Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, no. Karingbin. <laughs> That's who we saw. I don't know if I'm pronouncing them correctly, but... K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. Pronounce that how you will. Or look up their website, Instagram. We'll tag it for you guys. They were pretty good. Yeah. And then we saw Glass Animals. Yes. It was one of the first people Brian wanted to see. Exactly. Yeah, Review. Definitely. 
They were they were great. They were um, you know I at least recognized half of their songs. So wow wow you're really selling them there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I think that's one of the fun things about festivals. You know um, even if it's like with Glass Animals I really didn't start listening to them until like the last couple of years. But they've been around longer than that. So the songs I recognized from them were for their more recent ones. And it was cool to hear like other stuff from them. And even that band that we saw beforehand the Kerrang Bin sure. never never had heard of them before until now. And, Till that moment and I actually enjoyed them quite a bit so one of those one of those cool things about music festivals you know you get to see artists discover some new music glass animals it was so packed being the fun size short-legged human I am I couldn't even see the huge screens on the sides <laughs> let alone see the stage fortunately having tall friends is great because I just hand my phone over and with the new iPhone 13 Pro, I can just zoom far back and then I can see everything and then I have the memories as if I actually could see everything. You, you, sound, kind of, you sound kind of like an Apple ad. Oh, <laughs> hey Apple, if you want to sponsor me. <laughs> I mean, I think we would all appreciate if I got sponsored by Apple guys. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> no, I think Glass Animals was great. I actually, I don't know the name of one of their songs, but I think I have a new favorite song to add into my rotation now. Something about space ghosts. <laughs> oh dear. No? No one remembers that? Uh, which one? I, I remember, like, Space Ghost was part of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a song, yeah. I know. I'm ashamed to know I only know the one song, Heat Wave, that I mm -hmm. heard popularized on TikTok. But I didn't know one of their songs, which was like, oh, okay, I get this. <laughs> and I'm only bringing this point up because you did say it, and I think it'd be good to find the clip. You did manifest being able to bring someone to Outside Lands in our podcast episode with Heather. I did, yes! That's right. Yeah, so Friday, my boyfriend actually got to come with us as well because I had an extra work ticket, and that was really fun. I know, boyfriend makes me cringe too. I'm not into that word. By the way, this one was called the Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Space oh. Ghost Coast to Coast. There we go. Cool, okay. So glass animals. Then... Giant gap in between. What did we do? What did we do? Um, <laughs> did we go get food? I thought we just we went back to food. the bathroom. That's when we got the chicken wings, and you got ripped off. Oh yeah, with your... I got ripped off with. No, mine. no, you guys got food before Glass Animals. No, no, it was after, after Glass Animals. No, because Glass Animals, our videos were almost in the dark. You guys were still eating when it was light out. Mm. Oh, she might have a point. Maybe that was the thing. Maybe after Grasslands. After Grasslands, food? which would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I got to, I got really good. They were Cambodian style fried chicken wings and they were like salt, really salty and peppery on top. They also had a stir fry noodle dish and then Brian got the combo but I lucked out because I got like nine wings and he got three. So I, I paid for almost the full price of the noodles <laughs> and the wings but I got a half portion of, of each, each size. So it would have been better for me just for me to order them separately. Yeah. I offered everyone to eat some of the chicken wings and everyone said no. They did look really good, they but I had just devoured ice cream tacos. Sweet and salty. And then mm -hmm. I had the, the sushi burrito. The sushi burrito right oh, after. Yes. From the... Oh, where we also got avocado fries. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we ended our gap at Twin Peaks with Tyler, Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator, yeah. <laughs> I have, I'm, going through, I'm going through the videos. I promise we were very conscious cognizant during the things just three days back to back to back you're kind of in a haze of what happened which day as Angela thought I didn't steal her record but she got after her whole rant we had to explain to her that was the wrong day <laughs> things are just a little bit fresh and blurry but it's great it's fine I think it's what happens when you know it's a three-day festival it's in all the same area you're just bouncing back between the three mm -hmm. same major stages the only thing that changes our outfit that's true mm -hmm. but I feel like you're just always on the go just constantly moving so it's just packing so much stuff in a one day so it's just easy to you know yeah, yeah. confuse everything 
Like, did we even get that much sleep? I don't think we got more than six hours a night. I got uh, like seven. I got eight. like seven or eight. I... <laughs> I know. It was great for my own benefit. On day one, I went with a 90s inspired outfit. I had on a little cute crop top with some like mom jeans that had a little bit of fringe at the end. And then I wore some butterfly accessories, a necklace and a headband. And I took my waver and I ran it through my hair. I went light on the makeup knowing that I might be putting a mask on depending on how COVID was looking. And also I get very pink. Since I was already pink, I didn't want to like overdo the face makeup and like look like a tomato. Always fair. Tyler the Creator. I had never heard one of his songs before. Like seriously, I thought it was going to be one of those moments where I was like, oh yeah, I've totally heard a few songs. Absolutely nothing. Well, for how much I've heard his name, I assumed I would have known something until exactly. a few weeks before I got sent a few of his songs. I'm like, I've never heard any of these in my whole life. You liked him before, right, Brian? Um, Yeah, I've actually seen him at Coachella before, but when I did see him at Coachella, I don't think he was as big as he is now because mm -hmm. he got a headlining spot here and um, at Coachella you know those headline spots are always like the last act of the mm -hmm. night or towards towards the end of the night it was I think middle of the day or something like that like at like mm -hmm. a 4 or 3 p.m. sun was still out mm -hmm. and um, during those acts the productions always like lower because they're not gonna you know invest in a bunch of lights and mm -hmm. fireworks and stuff like that if the sun's out and the stuff's not gonna really show up mm -hmm. so um, yeah it's just interesting to see it's like evolution and you know performance how he would he went from like maybe like a bit of a not not a small but like a smaller act to someone who would like headline an event like this he had a boat on stage that yeah. was pretty cool i i was very impressed with how he kept his balance on that there were a few times where it got precarious oh yeah yeah he slipped a couple times and the camera was zoomed in <laughs> and then like right when he like the, like the camera would like move to something else because just in case if he mm -hmm. fell or something yeah. yeah, because if you if any of you are unaware, we're in San Francisco. Outside Lands is a San Francisco-based festival. Fog rolls in over here. Everything gets really wet. Yeah, all that around all the condensation. Yeah, like four or five p.m. So they had to have people come out and continuously mop his stage because he kept almost slipping. Oh, I thought it's because he was sweating. No, no, no. It was, it was, <laughs> no, it was all the moisture in yeah, the air. Yeah, because it's all smooth, right? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But he was adorable. He, when he first got out, maybe after the second song, he was like, San Francisco, this is so cute. Look at all this fog, all these trees. This is incredible. <laughs> I know. It was really funny when I think everyone in the crowd, as he was a headliner, had been having a lot of fun throughout the day, and he made a comment about it raining. Like, oh my God, it's raining. And I think everyone kind of looked around like, is it raining? Am I unaware that it's raining right now? It's like, and it was the fog. Yeah. A lot of people who encounter fog for the first time here think that it's starting to rain. It also could have been um, closer to him because when he was shooting off the fire, a lot of times with the fire and then like the cold air and stuff, it can actually cause a bit of rain to come down. Oh. I've, uh, I've had that happen to me at a Lollapalooza. They were shooting off fires into like the sky mm -hmm. and after a while, like it started raining for a bit and then oh. it would stop. Yeah. Because like the heat and the cold in the air can like... Our festival expert here. <laughs> Science major, everyone. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, either or both, all of the above. Day one, Friday, we make the mistake of walking home right at the end of the festival from yeah. Twin Peaks, which is the farthest stage. And unfortunately, to get out of it, you have to loop back around past it just on the outside, like the street side of the park. The festival is held in Golden Gate Park, which is very annoying because there is an emergency exit, which lets you exit right where you want to exit. But instead, you have to walk all the way past the other two stages to get out. It took an extra 30 minutes just to exit the festival. So we did not make that mistake on day two and three. 
Mm-hmm. No, I think that's just the hardest thing about that stage because I think it's my favorite overall because you can get the best view from that hill. Mm-hmm. But getting out, you either have to loop all the way around or you have to take the stairs that go straight up and then back over the ridge down to the main exit. And then you have all the people who've looped around who are now there in front of you. Yeah, not recommending. Just wait 10 minutes, 15, 5, 7. Yeah, I think it's especially difficult for this festival because I feel like it's the the amount of space you have is very like it's small compared to a lot of other festival places it feels more blocked off than a, a festival like coachella where coachella is just like a giant open space mm-hmm. all the trees the woods the woods yeah day two we met up with some other friends that we knew from college that was really fun but they were lucky enough to get vip tickets which very fun for them and we came over and hung out and then we went to the festival where we started seeing Rico Nasty? That uh, was day three. That was day three. Um, Arizona. Arizona is the first person Oh, right, saw. because Nellie was day three. Nellie was day three. Yeah, because Rico Nasty was cooking with Roy Choi day two. Yeah, but that was after we saw okay. Arizona. Yeah. So we walk in to see Arizona. Are they really named after the tea? Yeah. That's, That's what he told me. Yeah, they are named after the tea. Don't quote me on it, but it happened something along the lines of uh, they were like on a video call or something like that and one of the guys was just drinking an Arizona iced tea and then they just decided to name their band Arizona but that's also why one of the um stage his Halloween costume was an Arizona iced tea outfit see you have to be able to see the stage to know that that's yeah yeah that's true <laughs> we had some really good lemonades there were companies that made a strawberry and a blueberry lemonade which I had never tried before oh, and those were really good so good really nice in the crowd very refreshing absolutely then Rico Nasty performed Angela and I did not go to Rico Nasty with our other friends we went to get I saw like five minutes of Rico Nasty did we we got there like right as she was starting and then we went somewhere right. else we went to go get food yes and then we made the record okay <laughs> okay would you explain how this record situation what you do what kind So essentially along the sides of the festival, towards the backs of the stages, there are different vendor booths, like at every festival, where they have different either attractions or awareness things that you can do, particularly because we're in San Francisco, there are a lot of different eco-friendly nonprofits that have uh, sustainability talks that are given. But the one that we were at with Twin Peaks, there are a lot of major art installations that go on around there, and there are some live art ones as well. So connected to one of them was a participant booth where you could take a vintage record they'd put it on the record player spin it really fast and then you could choose your paint colors and they would do one of those like spin art tie-dye things for you I wouldn't go with tie-dye but yeah spin art okay spin art yeah so so they're asking both of us like for colors and like we're giving we're like saying those stuff and then like when it comes out we both like it and then we're like wait I thought I said the first color is pink so I was like oh yeah it's implied since it's pink I get it and then I was like well I thought I got it see when we were walking over there I thought you said do you want to make a record and I was like oh yeah I want one <laughs> okay, and I but thought the you were just telling me like weed. you should use pink and so I was like okay I'll use pink <laughs> but you don't like it. pink I like pink. I don't like a lot of pink. But you wouldn't do pink as decor. I would do pink as decor. Okay. Not not all decor. Like I wouldn't have like pink walls, pink couch. Yeah, but pink the pictures. amount of times we speak in the first, second, and third person and switch between you, I, us, and 
me, meaning any of those interchangeable. Like, it's okay. We, we should have just known we had to make two from the beginning. Yeah. So we went back. There was a really cool mural. I had Brian take a picture of me in front of, but him being tall, angles are a little bit different. So I had to have Angela go back and like do a few more. But the thing is when she went back, she didn't realize that the mural said risk in the back. Cause she, when I showed her the photos I took for her, she's like, oh no, you have too much of the trees. It's too tall. Like I want it like a little bit more narrowed in. I'm like, no, that's fine. Like I get that. But like you cut out the word on mine. So it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately did not realize that there was a word there. I thought it was just fun swirls. I really wasn't paying attention. I was just like, oh, cool. And then once I actually saw your photos the next day, oh, there's <laughs> meaning here. <laughs> and then back at the food run, Brian got a pretty well-known food truck in San Francisco, Senior Seasick. Yes. Which is a Filipino fusion or just Filipino? Uh, Filipino-Mexican. Okay, a Filipino-Mexican food truck. That was very good. Were the lines that so long? So good. Uh, I mean, I think compared... You went twice. So. Yeah, I went twice. Uh, compared to the uh, other food trucks around, it was like a little bit longer. Like one and a half times the size maybe. But um, yeah, I um, opted in for a pork shoulder burrito and pork shoulder plate. It was delicious. It. Absolutely. 20 out of 10 recommend. Yes. Actually, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm if given like my meat options, I rarely ever choose pork, but I'm glad I did there mm -hmm. over the chicken. I also think you did really well there because since they're an established food truck, they know how to deal with long lines, make their food really quickly. They probably have a better prep situation than some of the restaurants that have booths there that maybe aren't necessarily used to working in that short of a time frame because the chicken tenders that there we was wanted a to try there was like a spicy, not buffalo, but like a hot chicken tender mm -hmm. place that had some really good crinkle cut fries I wanted. We tried two days and nothing. Their line did not move. I stood there for 20 minutes in the exact same spot and like no one was cutting in front of me. No big groups were joining at the last minute. The line just wasn't moving. Yeah, it's fine. Eating's less essential. <laughs> okay. It's so more of a recommendation. Recommendation. Same with hydrating. We Our group is very good. We're very on top of water bottles and hydration and some people have Camelback. So fortunately you are allowed to bring in empty water bottles to the festival and they have a bunch of refill stations, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I will say compared to a lot of the other music festivals I've been to, the hydration centers were very efficient. I mean, I've been at other festivals where, for, where you're waiting maybe 10 minutes mm -hmm. to get your water bottle water pack refilled or something because the lines are ridiculous but this yeah. this place was quick no they have really good attendance there that if you're maybe a little too intoxicated or just like having too much fun talking with your friends they will literally like take not like take them grab them from you but they will offer to help you refill and because like they do this like they've been trained on it they can do it a little faster than you can like i know when i was filling up your um collapsible yeah. water bottle i was having issues so the guy took it for me and he did it in like two you seconds had to blow mm -hmm. it just the sensor wasn't reading it because yeah. it yeah. yeah that happened to be the first day so I, I blew into it and i gave it to the people our campus did a good job too when our college campus would do concerts and have stations they were always really fast oh yeah and i like theirs because those were the manual ones so you mm -hmm. could just like, squeeze it really fast yeah hydration important sunscreen advil tylenol emergency kits all that band-aids 
Yeah. Twin Peaks, Rico Nasty led us to... We went to Roy Choi. Yes. My two festivals I've been to, I went to Outside Lens 2019 and Outside Lens 2021. The way I stay on personal brand is I go to the cooking segments. So before we all decided to cancel because I don't remember what his last name is, but Adam Rapport, Adam, whatever his name is, from Bon Appetit, the editor-in-chief, like, decided to be all racist. Before that happened, the Bon Appetit, when they were, like, all peak YouTube virality, did a cooking segment. We had outside ones I really wanted to go to. So I went and watched um, Andy cook with one of the drag queens. I don't remember her name, unfortunately, right now. I went to that one. And then this year, I saw that Roy Troy was cooking with Rico Dasty. So that was the one segment I really wanted to go to. So all my friends are like sending me their schedules and they're like, who do you want to go see? What do you want to do? I'm like, I have a cooking segment on a stage for like 20 minutes. Like I'll meet you guys later. But I just like, I think it's cool that they have the chefs here and like as someone who grew up cooking and likes to cook, especially Roy Choi. I'm pretty sure he's known for the food trucks in LA, mm -hmm. like the Korean sushi, the yeah. Korean fusion ones. I was really curious to see what he was going to make. And then he cooked with Rico Nasty and they made a ramen with American cheese on top and fried dumplings that they threw into the audience. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it when he started throwing food in the audience. How did people actually catch those dumplings? It looked like they came straight out, out of the, the oil and then just into the crowd. Maybe the fog <laughs> Maybe. pulled it off enough? He also threw out some cheese slices and some well, cabbage. Oh, I missed Yeah, just like cabbage. handfuls of cabbage into the crowd. After the cooking segment though they had so much food i had to quickly run to the restroom because i was trying to beat the crowd angela got a really good spot in front and apparently <laughs> almost stole us a bowl of ramen from the poor worker well no okay it wasn't that bad but i was thinking because jay was in the restroom i was like if jay was here she would probably try to get food so am i doing my best duty if I don't attempt to get it for her. So luckily a lot of people, as soon as it was over, just started to leave. So some spaces were clearing out and those who were in the front, they were giving out the ramen to them. So I ran up, got a side spot, and you kind of had to Michelle Girard, the price is right, fangirl it up, jump up and down, scream for Roy <laughs> Choi and Rico Nasty, and like say how much you wanted the ramen. So I did that. <laughs> And uh, someone came over and she was like about to give it to me and then she swerved me and was like, oops, and then <laughs> gave it to the person next to me and I was like, okay, like you're funny, but I really need this ramen, so when you come back, I'm just gonna take one, very politely, but I'm gonna take one. <laughs> And I appreciated it. Fortunately, I was able to eat around the cheese and the noodles were really good. It was a little bit spicy. Nice for the foggy day. Oh my god, he put in like nine spice packets? Like some crazy high number like that. Oh, I didn't taste that. <laughs> Maybe they diluted it afterward, but I, I just, he was like ripping open packet after packet. Interesting. It was very good though. And it was fun getting to see the cooking segment. Five, 36. Oh, anyone. Did we Ooh, meet up with you? Started. No, you didn't meet up with us. Where did you guys go? Uh, my dog, my we went to um, the artist Shiba-san. Yes, because we went to Vampire Weekend. You guys went right there. Right, Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu. Shiba, Shiba Inu is what I kept calling it. Because I was like, she's a Shiba. Well, I also got it confused with Shizen, which is the vegan sushi place that <gasps> yes. she likes. But like, she should. And you guys, what did you think? Are He, she. He. 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 He is a DJ. Uh, yeah, like an, like an EDM artist, yeah. What's the difference between that and a DJ? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can call them a DJ, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is it, it more respectful to call them an EDM artist? 
Does it have um, to do with whether they actually like live mix and stuff? No, no, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say if there's. Um, I. I mean, let me put it this way. I would say when you hear when someone says DJ, that person typically is playing. Can be playing other people's music remixes. Like if you think like if you buy like a DJ, like if you hire a DJ for a wedding or something, like mm -hmm. that DJ is gonna be putting down like whatever like popular music there is out there or your request. Mm -hmm. Was when you say EDM artist. It's more like they're playing their own stuff, music okay. that they wrote. The more you know. I yeah. mean, I, I wouldn't say there's like a definitive like answer, but I would say that that's like a good mm -hmm. like guideline or explanation. Okay. So how was Shiba Inu? <laughs> she, uh, yeah. He was um he was good. We actually didn't stay for too long. We stayed for about 10-15 minutes because we were planning on checking out the Soma tent, which it's not a main stage like the three that we talked about mm -hmm. earlier, but like kind of like a mini stage. It's a tent that's actually set up kind of near Twin Peaks, and inside is lasers, lights, a DJ, fog machines. It looks like a nightclub mm -hmm. in the middle of the park, in the middle of the forest. Yeah. The only problem is so many people are trying to go in, like mm -hmm. and there was no actual line. It was just like a crowd of people, oh. and every now and then they would just let a couple people through. We kind of gave up on it. Okay. But, where where yeah. was Shiba Song? Shiba Song was yeah. at uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get tapped with a flashlight. What? No, stop! Stop taking pictures! Jesus! God, sorry. I There's an illegal <laughs> recording going on here, guys. We may need to stop for a moment. He just likes to like read off the lasers in live form. Goodness gracious! Yeah. So essentially, the Soma Tent is new to the festival this year, and it's kind of the equivalent to what the Heineken, Heineken Tent would be in Coachella, be. Yeah. and what Heineken House used to be here at Outside Lands. So I don't know. I think... We went to the Heineken House day two. Yeah, it didn't hit Thoughts? the same way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an outdoor thing now, so it's the, there's no roof on it. Does the roof matter? Well, I mean, well, it, it used to be a closed off, so it yeah. used to be what the Soma Tent was. So like dark? So darker, yeah. you had the same thing, like generally disco ball, lasers, different lights, and the tent helps with the sound as well, oh, so okay. you're not getting any of the outside interference. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so the Soma tent, I feel like, is one of those places you would have had to have staked out, particularly because it's so new. Like, if you wanted yeah. to get in later, go in early, and then hang out. But then yeah. you're devoting a whole day there. I, exactly. I think, especially with the Soma tent, um, from my understanding, there was a lot of techno artists who were playing mm -hmm. there. And the I think the techno scene in San Francisco is a pretty large one. And um, it's definitely like grown even more in the last couple of years so i have a lot of friends who are you know very like techno savvy they love techno music and on friday i think they just went to the somata and just stayed there the entire day <laughs> that's commitment that's a lot of time in the dark yeah yeah vampire weekend main stage we fortunately liked them and thought they were cool but had no passion so we got to sit back at the picnic tables and then i came up for the closing headliner angela and i wanted to go see was lizzo that night what i thought was a genius plan which was to go as deep as we could in between vampire weekend and lizzo mm -hmm. and then slowly inch our way out as it got closer to the time where the mob would be running after us and like leaving yeah, no it worked really well yeah we got really close to the speaker really good view and then then we were with some very tall people next to us who Angela got into um, 
squabble, quarrels with? Scuffle. Scuffle? We, Almost we had, scuffle. We had a little tiffle. <laughs> tiffle. <laughs> Angela was getting ready to scuffle. She took her earrings off put her hair up. <laughs> oh my god. No. When I say there were six or seven, five, 5'11 easy girls who got in front of me, but just in front of me, and then one girl kept kicking my ankle trying to do one of those soccer moves when you like take someone down when they're running. Well, 5'11 like girl playing soccer makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like a tackle of some sort? What? Yeah, like just... how I showed you earlier, like one of those like really like tricky things to like put you off balance. So it, it succeeded and she knocked me out of my spot. And what I thought was crazy was that there was just so much room around them and I was very determined to hold my spot because you could kind of tell that these were the sort of people who were just a little used to getting what they wanted because it's like obviously there was so much room to move around but they had to have that one spot. PSA if you really need to stand with your significant other behind you or to the side of you that is a personal choice and therefore you both don't get to get accommodated individually mm-hmm. you two need to accommodate as one unit mm-hmm. we're gonna get into a lot more psas towards the end of this because i have a lot to say but this one just fits right in this little section exactly no and i just i thought it was really dirty like really you're trying to take out my ankle so you can stand next to your friend she could have just said like hey do you you mind moving I totally would have moved well, it was the fact that she felt like she needed to like subtly heard me that I was like no way this mm-hmm. isn't happening I mean I feel like you'd almost borderline I mean I wasn't there to see this but you could borderline say almost bully you into yeah exactly mm-hmm. moving or something yeah and their hands just kept flying everywhere oh my god right and they kept shouting like I feel so empowered I'm gonna do anything and they like, whack their hands around Yes, you you can at this moment do anything because you're the bigger person here. Maybe try to control your space a little bit though. Here, here. Lizzo was really fun. The energy was great. It so was amazing. Like, it was like a little bit funny though at the beginning to see like this crowd full of girls. And there were some guys there too, but all of these girls singing around like, oh my God, like, yes, like we don't need no man boys suck. Holding their boyfriend's hands. Yeah. All of the things. I think were genuine feelings, but like they were like pushing into it more, but I think it was really funny. All of the couples like when she's like, why men great till they gotta be great? And like all these girls like are saying it to their boyfriends like, no, that's not quite what that lyric meant, but like good try. (laughs) She did a great little costume change where she came out as the red, white, green, white girl from Squid Games and her band DJ backup people put on the guard mask. But I think the best part though was is Lizzo at one point was like things are gonna get a little weird like prepared and then as Angela and I are slowly backing out I'm like Lizzo's like okay it's time and I'm like she wants to film a TikTok she's gonna film a TikTok we're gonna (laughs) film a TikTok right now and it was great because she knew what to do because she knew that for those of you who are not on TikTok obsessively there's a countdown to when the song starts but she knew that no one could hear it so she had one of her backup singers give it to the person recording so we could all hear so we could time it kind of right oh yeah she's like put your microphone right here yes it was great we were in a TikTok with Lizzo which will probably be the name of this episode Oh my god. Yes. And while we were at Lizzo, the three EDM people were at Zoo. Yeah, Zoo. So I did not know this actually, but apparently that's not how you pronounce his name. I've always called him Zoo. Everyone I know has called him Zoo. It's actually pronounced 
Zhao? Zhao or something like that? Oh, that's even worse because you're Asian. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Can I totally say I wanted to correct you guys on that when I saw how it was spelled? Like, not because I knew, yeah. but because I've seen it, like, as a character's name in a book before, and they, like, had a scene where they went over the pronunciation of it. So I was like, are you sure you're saying it right? I know Asian people, though, with that last name who pronounced it. Yeah, so I thought, like, maybe that's just the way he pronounced it. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, that's how I first heard his name. Someone mm-hmm. said his name to me, so I just took it as that. I also thought it could have been his last name. I didn't realize it was Asian until, like, more recently, because he actually never showed his face or anything. He'd always be, like, a shadow. Oh. Yeah, so, okay. um, and then when I found I was Asian, like, oh, maybe that's his last name. I have friends who, like, have that last name. But then, apparently not. He, it's named after, um... Wait, it's not his last name? It's not his last name. Oh. He's cho- it's, it's some, uh... It's, but he is Asian. He is Asian, okay. yeah. It's, it's, he, there's a different reason why he picked it as a oh, name. Okay. So how do you pronounce it correctly? Not 100% sure. Zhao? Zhao? Yeah. Something like that. But he's from San Francisco. Oh, okay. Which is also why he has a huge following Oh, that must here. have been huge, because that was at the Twin Peaks. Yes, it was so backed up everywhere, like... Just that, a, that makes more sense now, because the Sutro and Land's End stages were not as crowded as I thought they would have been. Yeah, no, he's he's really big. I think when an artist, like, comes from the area and returns there to play, I think that's always, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, I feel like the Bay Area San Francisco has a really big, like, EDM music scene, yeah. too. So, all that together. That's very interesting, because I didn't even really... I don't know if it's, like, just the time where it was getting, like, just trendier all around, but that wasn't big for, like, me growing up in the Bay Area until I went to SoCal and everyone was going to raves and everyone was doing that. Like, that's when I started even hearing what EDM was. Um, Oh, in like high school when we could start getting into the 18 and over clubs, it was all EDM and then everyone that I knew got really into it. Well, silly, I didn't turn 18 till I went to college. <laughs> so I don't know that. Boy. <laughs> I didn't get to experience such things, such joys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, his show was great. Um, lots of lights, lots of productions, mm-hmm. typical. You could barely see him on stage. You can only kind of see his shadowy like figure. Mm-hmm. The crowd was so backed up, even more than Tyler the creator it was that area that we stood at the front was com- everyone was like sardines and we were yeah. all the way up the hill well, almost near the porta potties well, and we couldn't get any deeper in well what i was gonna say is i feel like tyler compared to what we saw night three at j balvin and then what they described zoo like tyler was the most that night that we had mm-hmm. at that stage. I think it's because a lot of people skip Friday or they don't stay as late oh. because they prepare more for Saturday. Yeah. Weaklings. I, we didn't need to prepare. We just did all three days. <laughs> to, to be fair, on the app, it would tell you how many people like bookmarks or an artist. Mm-hmm. Artist that was playing at the same time as Tyler was The Strokes and there were oh. more people that bookmarked The Strokes than Tyler. Really? Yeah. Which is, which is interesting to me because you know like that crowd's pretty young and the strokes I think came around what 96 97 oh I thought they were much older yeah. see same yeah so but I feel like Gen Z and everything now I feel like a lot of these like rock bands are mm-hmm. getting like a resurgence Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard a lot of people talking about them they're like oh my god did you hear that they broke up but now they're back together and they're here and I'm like I thought they got back together like a while ago <laughs> but well it was nice getting the room at Tyler while we had it mm-hmm. day two 
We came back, we passed out. <laughs> I was trying to think if there's anything else happened. Oh, day two, um, while Brian and our friends were at another show, they made some friends. Yeah, we made we some came friends. We came back <laughs> and with us for a bit while they waited for Uber to be a little bit easier to get. Yeah. All right, I do have to admit, I'm not gonna lie, as soon as I heard, oh, we're bringing some people back, my inner guard dog panicked. I was like, who are these people? What do you know about them? What do they know about us? Do like, are they taking advantage of a situation? What's going on here? They seemed really nice. Yeah, no. I thought they were fine. My only thing was like, are they vaccinated? But as soon as they came in, not that this is a complete indicator of what, but there was a reference made to race in the on the correct viewpoint and a reference made to President Obama in a good way. I'm like, okay, y'all are fine. <laughs> that was really my concern over everything. Cause I'm like, if they're about to like let some anti-vaxxers coming out with us, like, I don't care how good a time y'all mm -hmm. had at Winelands. If you are an anti-vaxxer, like you are not I know. coming it, into my space. It did trigger my inner germaphobe too. Cause like they came in, they took their shoes off. I thought that was good. Yeah, but, like, better than better than the people who stayed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I dragged mud up the stairs. Oh, <laughs> I, I vacuumed. <laughs> I came back the next morning like, oh, there's chunks of dirt around my shoes. I probably should not have taken these shoes upstairs. <laughs> yeah, they were very respectful. Shoes off. Very nice. Very fun. They seemed very kind. I'm sure you guys had a lot of fun spending Saturday with them. Oh, yeah, no, them. We, um, we talked to them a they lot. Were our, they were our replacements, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were a couple. They had two small kids. Kind of like their date night out. Kind of a little break from their kids. Everyone needs once in a while. Yeah. We wouldn't so know that, but had... I'm sure you do once we, you have. We were, can assume. They were very fun, very giving. They bought me and uh, our two other friends a round of drinks, round of wine. Who are all over age, above 21. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're over age. Well, it's like they're not underage. So the opposite of... I like how there's a concern to clarify that when we were talking about drugs at the right at the beginning of the podcast. Well, those are still legal all around. So like, it's like the purge. No, no rules. Yeah. That's why we have to include the references oh, that we know them from books. <laughs> of course. Halloween. We woke up and we did it all again. Actually, can, can I ask you guys something about that? Sure. About day two? Yeah. So you both have been to a couple music festivals so far. This was my second. You've been to a couple. This was my fifth. Have you, have either of you had experiences with just meeting people from different groups? Just like, because for me, I actually find that like to be a very fun part of music festivals, just meeting just different people and uh, connecting with them, whether on like things you like or just the music. In the moment, like, I like was waiting for the bathroom or waiting for food, but like I have never like translated any like stranger interaction into like continually hanging out. Okay. Same. I like I don't want to say I think it's weird. You no, you're saying. But it. Just I, say, I, I, just say I, it. I do think it's it feels weird. Like I know that it shouldn't be because it's just the same as meeting a new person. But for me, I think when I go out, particularly in festivals, I'm always a little bit guarded. Okay. And same. generally this year is the most time that we've all spent together that I've spent with any group at a festival. Okay. I'm usually on my own. So whenever new people approach me, I'm just like, why are you approaching me? I'm a lone wolf. And so I'm like, I don't have a pack to protect me. I think if it was all of us and we met people, I'd be a little bit more open. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I think the thing for me is like being just someone raised very much in like worst case scenario, like take your safety precautions, know your exits, like is your phone charged, where are people, like when are you meeting up, like all of those things. I'm very much like going through the checklist of my head of those things. So like when someone approaches me and like, like takes me out of it. Well, like, yeah, I think if we were in a group, like if I was with you guys, I have no problem like meeting new people and I like meeting new people. Just like when I'm, I'm not the most like receptive to like making the introduction when I'm 
more concerned with like how many people are in their group what do they seem like what do mm-hmm. they believe in what are they doing here like yeah that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit more like a one-off interaction like if we're standing next to each other in the crowd food line yeah. sitting next to each other on a bench like that's good but I've never met someone and joined their group or invited them to join my group okay yeah I'm I'm a little different I guess I, I love meeting people so you're you're a man and you're tallish so yeah. you have, well, you have I mean, less safety things to think yeah about I mean there. I'm not gonna lie I don't really go through safety checklists and that stuff I mean I just kind of feel the vibe if I don't like the vibe <laughs> um, then I'm, I'm probably just gonna edit then then and there but if you know connect then because I mean I, I did that the the last mini music festival I went mm-hmm. to I can't even day-er. get to the vibe check because I'm like do you have a weapon on you do you, do yeah, you are you putting something in my drink do you have a drink See, every time I decide, like, I'm going to open myself up, we're going to try it, I get someone trying to minister to me, someone trying to... Like, religious. Yeah, like, <laughs> like from whatever their religion is. So like, this is the vibe you're giving off to the world, Angela. <laughs> yeah. You're ready to be ministered. Yeah, apparently they just see sinner and go in for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But that, that happens a lot, and actually, oh my god, I've decided I have the best comeback for the next time someone asks me, have you do heard? you know our Lord and Savior? And I'll say, yes, the Lord Scott Disick. Have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, dear. But that's that's pretty... Amu- I'm sorry, that's pretty amusing to me because the fact that you feel the need to prepare prepare something means that this is probably has happened enough. quite a bit. It happens so often. Like, it one time even happened in a previous workplace where I think, like, it was like four or five women on their lunch break all sat down next to my desk and decided to share their, oh, I forget what they call them. It's not their worship story, but there's a specific name for it. You're Catholic too. Yeah, they were Christian. It's a, I, oh, I'm I'm really sorry, guys. I don't mean to offend anyone. I just can't remember what it's called, but I know there are a few, like, sex of mm-hmm. Christianity that this is part of their fellowship and so these women all went to the same church or similar churches and they were all ministering to me literally in the middle of my work day Ugh. yeah I was like thank you very much I appreciate it I appreciate your religion I'm Catholic we're good we're on the same page God Jesus we're, Mary. Or we're in the same book we're not on the same page but we're in the same book there you go. Any other questions, Brian? No, no, that's all. I just, I was just wondering on how your take is. <laughs> yeah. For something like that, because there's, there's people that go to a music festival and they're like, I just want to spend time with like my group. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't care about anything else. And there's some people that just, I don't know, enjoy just meeting lots yeah. of different people and interact with different people. So I was just, I was just wondering what your take on it was. Yeah. yeah. No. I always would if. I don't think I would do it. If I was alone, I definitely wouldn't do it. And I don't think I would necessarily be the one to initiate it. But like if someone, someone I met in the bathroom line, like like really wanted to see someone who I wanted to see and everyone else wasn't going there, I'd have no problem tagging along with them. Particularly if they are female, I think that makes it easier, kind of just less of a worry. But I know shit can happen that way too. But like I don't think just because of like how ingrained like safety and like my surroundings are that I would ever be with one. So like, hey, do you want to come with me to do something? Because I feel like if I... I'm leading I can't also be thinking of a getaway plan mm-hmm. well I mean you could because you can lead them to your nearest escape you just really have to know your route yeah so it's that's not good a- for a new place yeah, that, here's the thing. I've now been to Outside Land twice. I've frequented Golden Gate Park growing up in the Bay Area. Still couldn't get 
most places by myself probably around the class i mean i think i could but i have a thing with navigation where if i know i have to navigate someplace i can do it and i can do it well and i can call someone and like to walk them through how to do it but if i know there are people who like really like to navigate i don't know right from left at that point because i know if someone else has have it under control totally fair i don't know definitely open to it not no new friends but new friends in certain situations New friends pass the security check. <laughs> exactly. New friends after a background check. But kind of. Day three. Halloween. Yesterday. I honestly almost forgot it was Halloween. Just because kind there of. had been so many costumes, costumes. already around. Yeah. It just mm -hmm. felt like one... It, it felt legitimately like Halloween. Yeah. yeah. People dressed all three days. Actually, a lot of people dressed yeah. all three days. I did not want to do that. That sounded fun to me. I just didn't think people were going to do that. That was I just, just going to be Halloween. If we brought it up, I was going to do that all three oh, really? days. Yeah. Communication, friends. Use it. Teamwork. <laughs> so for our group, everyone, I mean, I didn't actually have a good group costume in mind. I kind of just took everyone's group costumes and had them rank it and I organized it. And our group ended up dressing up as, we kind of did a space galaxy theme. Andrew over really wanted to do Shaggy in the game, which apparently everyone and their dang mother did this year. I saw so many yeah, Scooby-Doo groups. So like we would have blended in either way. For our space exhibition kind of thing, Angela was a black hole. That's that's what we're going with. I was okay. going for supernova, but the glitter didn't translate on me. Got it. Because I don't know, when you look at the photos, I caked on a ton of glitter yesterday and none of it showed up. Yeah. So it's like you you couldn't tell what I was other than the fact yes. that I was wearing black. So I am a black hole. There you go. <laughs> Brian. Uh I was an astronaut. All the other people at outside lands. <laughs> All three days. <laughs> Yeah, all three days. So many astronauts. We couldn't we couldn't use your spacesuit to figure out who you were. On day one, Brian wore a black fedora, which we thought would kind of signal something, but apparently when our other friends lost him, they're like, there were so many people in fedoras, that was our one sign and we couldn't find the fedora and we kept going to the wrong group. Yeah, it's and it was literally just Friday too. Friday was the day everyone wore their fedoras. <laughs> I mean, Hashtag a, Fedora Friday. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I feel like that Fedora is like a very common music festival. -y. It it's almost like Coachella, so mm -hmm. I guess, mm -hmm. yeah, probably not the best mm -hmm. way to find somebody. Yeah, and then I dressed like Ariana Grande in her Breaking Music video. I had a DIY tin foil embossing metal top with a lavender skirt and some little white boots. That top was at the death of me, but Angela got me in enough that there are some great photos on my Instagram and more will go onto our podcast Instagram, which is all the real point of it is because did you go to a festival if you did not do at least two to three rounds of Instagram photos no you did not <laughs> we saw we started with Nelly which was very interesting when I heard his venture into country because I had heard him on country songs mm -hmm. but like I didn't think it was like the same person who did like the other songs he kept making a point of like who's like like an OG fan it's like okay we get it dude like you want your real fans here but like who's been with me since day they, one yeah. since day yeah. one since day one <laughs> like, every at the end of every song yeah. in between every song and those who've been rocking with me since day one he's like bay area west coast only who's been with me day one do you want us to leave now like do you want us to get out you're at the main stage so like i don't really think you have a choice and then nelly we went oh gosh there was a break. Yeah, yeah. we did the uh, a little break in between. Break. Um, they went to Heineken House, and we went to... The mushrooms! There we go. I know. What did you think? Okay, so Let's the mushrooms are... Part... Not drugs we partook in. 
Yes, the mushrooms are a part of an install. Did not. <laughs> are part of an exhibit installation for the bubble tea area. They call it the bubble tea party. So they have maybe like three giant mushrooms along with these like little ones all around. They spread out this like extra fake moss to look to make it look insanely green. And then all of the little food stands around there are bubble themed and also shaped like mushrooms. And they have all of these vintage couches, lounges, chairs for people to hang out and drink their tea in. And they also have a bubble artist out there who's using the giant hoops and strings to create bubbles to float around you while all of this is going on. It was very cute and I'm happy I did it in costume. Your, your photos look really good there. Thank you. I think, I don't know what they did this year. Maybe they gave them a re fresh or they used some different colors but the mushrooms themselves looked extra vibrant yes they were very nice and the lighting was good because of the fog it mm -hmm. made it so we had pretty good lighting so mushrooms and then we went to twin peaks to get angela her record and then we made one for our other friends who wanted one as well yes tried again to get the spicy chicken that was the one time sunday everyone got on my level in terms of planning and at this particular stage was like, at 5 40 or bust be back here no matter what line you're in no matter what you're getting be here. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like that's like when I go to music festivals, that's how we usually do it just because service is mm -hmm. so spotty. Just have a meeting point, a time, or like several meeting points and times. Yeah. If people miss the yeah. first meeting point, meet us at the second meeting point in time. Yeah. I know, I don't mind doing it that way. Just we didn't, we weren't as, no one was as taking it as seriously as day three because the performance we and everyone else at the festival was trying to get to was Rufus to Soul. Good yes. job. Oh my god, okay. So honestly, like I think I told you while I told you both while we were in the crowd, no idea who Rufus DeSoul was. Thought he was Portugal the man. <laughs> did not <laughs> You did tell me. I did not understand why I was so confused. Like whenever anyone would talk about Rufus DeSoul, like, oh my god, so amazing, so great, like iconic. I'm like, really? That Portugal <laughs> the man? <guy?" laughs> yeah. And then you know, we get there and I see them on screen, I'm like Oh, there are three people up there. Yeah. There were three? <laughs> yeah, there, there are three. three of them. Oh, okay. It's an Australian band. I, I think it's one of those things where they just released an album, I yeah. think about a week and a half ago. Not or maybe even. just maybe just a week ago. So they began their new new tour, so that's everyone's go to city like that's everyone everyone wants to see them. Yeah, no, Rufus DeSoul, way better than I thought they were. I liked everything I heard. They were the one artist that like Brian and a few of our other friends that played songs were like, oh, I like them, like this is cool. I kind of like was stuck behind a pole again, but like you take what you can get at a concert because it is about the music. Mm -hmm. But like when they have cool lights, like our friend had some cool like glasses that were kind of kaleidoscopy that she let us borrow and it like that made really cool. cool. Yeah. And then after we sold, this was the evening where we kept busting missions from stage to stage was Sophie Tucker, they, because there are two of them. Yes, them. They. Wait, what? There's two of them. <laughs> two of them. See? Like she has a body double? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's literally two names. It's Sophie, and then there's Tucker. They're, it's literally the two names together. What? Yeah, it's, it's two people. The guy's name is Tucker, the girl's name is Sophie. Oh my god. <laughs> All the educating on this episode. Seriously, I learned so much this they're, weekend. Uh, they're French, too. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Their costumes looked cool. I saw them on Instagram. Yeah, they're actually, um, I would say they encompass a lot of very like Burning Man vibes, mm, which Burning Man that. is also a very big Bay Area thing. I was saying big French thing. I'm like, oh, that's I interesting. Mean, they might be too, <laughs> but, that. but um, yeah, there's a huge like Burning Man community. Like there's a lot of people from San Francisco and just the Bay Area that attend Burning Man. And I think that's why a lot of people tend to gravitate towards Sophie Tucker. Oh, okay. They're all about like weirdness. Like one of the songs is what, like a uh, purple hat cheetah print or something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
I heard I that I one. Yeah. So like people will come in like purple hats and cheetah she print. <laughs> I heard one or two of their songs from our friends. Then we have our three final headliners. J Balvin, Kehlani, and Tame Impala. Yes. Good job. Also had no idea who Tame Impala was and was really confused when I got to that stage. So I thought he was a rapper. <laughs> so Brian and friends just wanted to go to Tame Impala. Yes. So they got there and got pretty close. Yeah, we got pretty, we got to like the nearest, uh, the closest uh, sound booth, the mm -hmm. sound stick in the ground, giant pole thing. Sure. <laughs> speaker. Speaker. Yeah, let's do that. The giant, <laughs> the first row of speakers. Got it. Okay. So that's pretty good. And then Angel and I wanted to try and do the impossible, the would not recommend of going to all three headliners. So we started at J Balvin. Mm -hmm. Really good performance, really good lights and fires and smoke. Honestly, probably the most dynamic performance I saw all weekend. It's very good, very fun. It, it was really, really good. And it was really crowded. Like it was so crowded. Like mm -hmm. the center, like it went back really, really far. And it was super packed. And then once we went there a little bit, I abandoned Angela to go to the main stage because I needed to sit at the benches while she went to go see Kehlani, who she was really excited to see. Yeah, and I got there just in time for one of my favorite songs, Ring, so that was really cool. But I didn't end up staying at the Kehlani stage too long because everyone there was just having a little bit too much fun. There were people like falling down, crashing into other people, not because crowd was necessarily really rowdy, just certain people had had a little too much fun. So so after I got like crashed into for the fifth time, I was like, okay, I'm out. So for Tame Paul, when Angela and I walk over there, I'm sitting at the benches. And like we said, we had some friends who were in VIP who allegedly, magically somehow able to make it so few of us could get a similar view. Which I would pay for, honestly. It was for really like one day. Cabanas, chairs, benches, bought a really good view of the stage. I could zoom in and I saw five people on stage. Well, uh, it's it's one person. Well, Tame, yes, Tame and Paul yeah, is one person. But then there are yeah. other people on There's stage. There's instruments and other people on stage, yeah. yeah. Literally was so confused when I got there. I seriously thought he was a rapper. Oh no. <laughs> what did you think as someone who likes the artist? Um, I'm actually not a huge Tame Impala okay. fan, but I've I've seen him at Coachella. Um, this was Coachella 2019. Wasn't a headliner there either, but yeah, it was good. I actually liked him here more than at Coachella. Okay. I just was real confused. I went on the Outside Lands Instagram page and I saw that he did something from the Wiggles. That was like, what? Yeah, he brought the Wiggles on stage. The original ones? Like I the real I'm not entirely sure. I couldn't really see. Okay. But like close enough to really tell. I could see like the little like colors. But <laughs> Does he have like a, a close and personal connection? Um, I'm not sure, but he, he played, um, he performed part of a meme song. You know that Island Boy song thing? I'm saying he sang part of that on stage. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I, but I think that's funny. I think some of these artists have taken it into humor. Like I've seen mm -hmm. artists play like meme songs, like joke songs, like in the middle of their performance mm -hmm. or like DJ, like they'll like yeah. incorporate like something like that, like some funny yeah. thing into their song. Well, Lizzo did the into the thick of it from the backyard again yes. to hers. So yeah. It's very interesting. Okay, can we just talk about Lizzo for a moment though? Because she came on stage and was like, I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. You know how I was baby Yoda last night? Oh, I was like- I thought you were getting to the punchline. Oh, so yeah, I was no, like- no, no, I am. <laughs> She's like, my ass, it's still green. And then she starts dorking and you can see her ass is literally still green. <laughs> yeah. But like Lizzo, amazing. Who is everyone's favorite from yes, from, from all three days, 72 hours? Ooh. One from each day, if you need to, or just one. Oof. <sighs> Tyler, the creator, Lizzo, and J Balvin. 
One from each day. Tyler had a really good performance. Not my style or type of music. I mean, mm-hmm. I might go back and listen to some songs, like, to hear what it's, like, not in, like, live form. Mm-hmm. But, like, the performance was really cool. And, like... He's an amazing performer. Yeah. The performance really good. Yeah. Like, I'd never heard anything before, but he has gained a new fan. And then, I liked Arizona. I like... Whenever I get... I don't want to say get dragged, but whenever I follow my friends who like more EDM-style music, typically, I end up actually really liking it. Like, mm-hmm. last year... Or two years ago, when Kygo performed... Our other friend really, really loves Kygo, so we ended up going and I had a good time. George O'Malley. Not look like George O'Malley. Who? <laughs> Someone from Grey's Anatomy. It's irrelevant. Who? Wait, who are we talking about? Kygo. Wait, who dragged me? No. Oh. Well, everyone, no, because Angela didn't go that day, so it was, I wasn't going to, like, go anywhere. I mean, I didn't want to see anyone else. And yeah. I, I don't know. This is probably a very unpopular and, like, privileged place today. It's like, I don't go to the festivals because I love any of the artists particularly. I'm someone who, if I love an artist, I'm going to go to their concert. But I like the festival environment. I like going with my friends. And I typically always end up walking away liking new artists. Like, I'm going to listen to more Rufus to Soul. I liked Arizona. And I'll look Arizona into Arizona Ice Tea was really good. Yeah. They, and, they would be great road trip vibes. Yeah. And then Lizzo was fun. I knew a lot of her songs, but I'm excited. She brought her flute out. And then, yeah, that And then Nelly was just like a good throwback, even yeah. though we yeah. weren't there since day one. It's, like, it's we saw Nelly in college, so. It, it I'm sorry I was still in high school. Yeah. Not getting into the 18 and over clubs. I mean, I, I grew up on Nelly's music and stuff, so mm-hmm. that was Same. very nostalgic. Obviously, his new stuff, I had no idea. I haven't listened to him since, you know, 2004, I think. But To wrap up this concert-filled, dehydrated episode, can we all give one PSA for those planning on wanting to go to a festival? I will start. PSA. Porta potties are for in and out. Do your business and get out and go in one at a time. There are people who want to see artists who don't need you to take 30 minutes to do your business. Seriously seconded? What, what are, I saw a girl take out her phone and like started FaceTiming from the porta potty. Ew. Like, dude, and I think she was just using it as like a soundproof area to be on FaceTime. Ew. Right. My PSA would be please eat and keep hydrated. You need to keep your energy up, particularly if you're bouncing from stage to stage. And if you start fading, then other people have to stay back with you. And obviously, they're your friends. They love you. They want to make sure that you're safe. But also, if you're short like me, it's really hard to carry someone who's taller. Do as Angela says, not as we do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was really surprised because... Keeping on festival brand for me, I usually eat three, from three to four stalls per day because that's my big thing because there are so many different items from good restaurants in one place. And I think I only went to one food vendor per day and it was just whoever had the shortest line. Hence, do as you say, not as we did. Mm-hmm. Brian? Not, maybe not so much a PSA as like a, a tip. Maybe it's okay. like a lesson I've learned from going to A life hack. Yeah, there we go. Um, Don't care so much about having the perfect festival experience. Instead, have an enjoyable one. Just make make the most of what you have. Be a little bit open-minded to different um, events. Be okay with sometimes changing your schedule just to encounter new things, have new experiences. And uh, I think you won't regret your experience, your festival experience that way. Yes, I see your pointed staring. (laughs) In my defense this year, (laughs) I got a lot of work emails. They were killing the vibe. Fair. Unfortunately, you're already friends with Brian, so, <laughs> so I, I already had this lesson before the podcast. No, I meant like if you had met him as a stranger, your vibe would have been off. Oh. That stranger friend follow meeting 
Exactly. We both would have swerved on each other. <laughs> exactly. So from both of your your outside land experience, well, what what do you take away? Like this year or in general? Um yeah, no, like this year. Like, what would you say made the experience what it what it was? Like, what was the, the defining moments or what really like encapsulated the experience for you? God damn, Brian. <laughs> I mean, I think not to go like Miss Congeniality World Peace, but I think just like being able to go to a concert, going to a three day festival again. I think after 2020 and being at home for so long and having thank you <laughs> having all of these tickets get canceled and shows get postponed and everything get pushed back i think just the ability that we were able to because we were vaccinated go back to doing something that's so fun and even though we are exhausted and dehydrated and all the things like getting to have that experience and like be with friends and just like be in that environment again for me is like a nice reminder of like what we can do when we all like do it and then particularly like i being a small person very safety concerned would never go to a festival by myself like unlike angela who likes to lone wolf it i like can't do that so like, being able to like have a group of friends to go with is always like just really nice for me because i wouldn't go to these things otherwise did i pass oh no absolutely i, I definitely <laughs> felt that i was very excited to be back in a festival environment after you know the entire year and a half no. i feel like you and i are the most of like i'm not trying to throw shade here but like, of the younger generation of people like you and i are like the more extroverted of the group versus mm -hmm. like everyone else so it's like i don't know about you but for me like COVID like hit hard like not being able to see anyone when I know a lot of friends like thrived for that year. Yeah. It I was like, amazing. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was the best year of my life. <laughs> yeah. Your turn. Okay. I think overall festival wise what I liked the best was that I got to spend extended time with you all and then with our other friends who came up and then our surprise guest friends who joined us mm -hmm. we all talk a lot even though you know I disbanded our group chat a couple <laughs> weeks ago months <laughs> has it ago. been months already yeah, it's, it's been months, months. It's oh months. okay well it's kind of been reestablished, and you can has it I don't know. It, there is a chats. there is a group chat with just the three of us and it can still be in use if some people can still remember to speak to us individually. So yeah. not not Angela. <laughs> exactly. So it's nice to spend extended time with you all and then getting to know our other friend. We're, we're just putting her out there. My grand big from our sorority, who I didn't really get to know in Great college. grand big. Jesus. Great grand... Sorry, Jesus. sorry, grand big. My double G big, my bubby. I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with her in college or even post-college. This is the most time I've ever spent with her. And I- A lot of fun. I, yeah, a lot of fun. I need to spend a lot more time with her. Yeah, so that was really cool. That made my festival experience. Awesome. And on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at InOmniaPod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments. And thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. Bye.